Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Carol Espinoza. She is the founder of Freedom Interiors, and we are so excited because she's one of the 25 under 25 class this year, and what that means is that we celebrate 25 companies every year that have fewer than 25 employees, and so we are very excited that Carol Espinoza and Freedom Interiors is part of the class of 2018. She's here today to tell you her story, and she's got quite a bit of growth going on, so we're excited to hear how she has achieved that. Welcome to the show today, Carol. Thank you, Kelly. Good morning, and what an honor to be part of the class of 2018 for 25 Under 25. Oh, it's been an exciting time for us, too. So tell us about Freedom Interiors. Tell us briefly what you do. Absolutely. So we bring our customers' vision to reality through workplace design. We do um, commercial space planning, interior design, we provide office furnishings, and we leverage technologies such as virtual reality and space capture in our live design process so that our customers can actually visualize and experience the space in virtual reality before they actually decide what they want to buy. How fun. Uh, that's pretty exciting. What inspired you to go into this industry? Did you have experience in it before you made the entrepreneurial leap out onto your own? I did. I was actually working for a company doing the same thing, but I was working. It's actually one of our biggest competitors right now. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about the industry. I was still in college when I started. And I had the little bug that kept telling me to try something new, try something different, and um, go out on my own. So with all the right network of support and all the great um, resources that we have here in Kansas City, I actually started Freedom back in 2010. Okay, so you're coming up on your eight-year anniversary. That's great. Congratulations. Yes. Yes, we are. Thank you. When you decided to make the leap, sometimes um, entrepreneurs, startup founders, they they keep their day job for a while because they are doing the, you know, following their passion on the side, I guess you could say. And then when they get to a spot where they think it's they can make the leap, give up the benefits, perhaps whatever it is that was keeping them from going all in, they will they will make that final transition. But you were working for someone who's now your competitor. So you really, when you made up your mind, you had to be all in from the beginning, right? So I was. There was a lot of dreaming and and strategizing and hoping, of course, before I left my job. But I didn't really do anything until I decided it was time to move on. And it is one of those things that you jump off the cliff and you hope you can grow your wings on the way down. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah. What what made you, what was the final kind of little push off that cliff? You know, what, what made you decide now is the time? Uh, I There's not one specific thing. It was just uh, I had been itching to do something like that, and just the challenge and the opportunity for personal growth finally made me say, nope, let's, let's try it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's been an absolutely uh, wonderful ride. I know you probably experienced the startup bumps that everybody does, but you are in, as I mentioned earlier, you're in a fantastic growth phase. Tell us about why it's been growing, what's been driving it. We are. 2017 has been a very, very exciting year for us, and 2018 is on the same path. We were actually able to move into our own showroom. So we were located at the Blue Hills Contractor Incubator for four years prior, mm-hmm. and we finally bought um, the original historic post office building in Westport, and we spent all of 2017 renovating it. So it is our showroom. And we went from, um, so when the company started, it was just me as an employee, and we had um, slow growth, organic growth. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, we ended the year with five employees. In first of 2018, we started the year with eight. Okay. So as far as, uh, yes, and and, and in terms of bringing uh, wonderful people into the team and having our own space and being able to share it with the community and with clients and uh, family and friends, it's been a great journey. So do you think that moving into that showroom so that people could come in and actually see what you're doing, is that what has contributed to the growth in the last year, or has it been a combination of things? It's been the combination of actually developing relationships with customers, having them come back, being able to work on some wonderful projects that contributed to the cash flow, and making a decision as to how to invest the profit in the company. So mm-hmm. I I decided that it was time to put everything back into the company and grow it to hopefully scale it up to an organization that can live separate from me and for the past few years, Freedom has been very much directly related to me as the owner and founder. And I wanted to stand up on its own two feet. And, and I wanted us to create a culture and a uh, an identity and personality for the company. And that's what we spent last year doing. And it, it seems to be working. Yeah, it sounds like it. And, you know, that is really the... the um ultimate goal of any business that any business owner who wants to eventually sell the business is to create an organization that can run independently of you. In those early days, obviously, the business rests on you. But as you start to get into middle age, as I like to call it with your business, (laughs) then you, you really do have to start thinking, if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, or if I would just say, you know what, I'm tired of this, I want to do something else, would you be able to sell it without you going with and so um, very very wise move in that regard tell us about um, you know you tell us about some of those resources that you have depended on you mentioned the incubator but uh, what are some of the other resources that you have relied upon as you have continued to build the foundation for freedom interiors absolutely so um one of the greatest resources that we have here in Kansas City are large companies that are contributing to the growth of small uh, local businesses. And one of those companies is definitely Jadon Construction. Uh, mm-hmm. We, um, two of um, um, Freedom's team members, went through the um, program that Jadon offers to help develop minority um, 
businesses in Kansas City, and they were actually uh, part of a partnership with us to create the showroom. So we were able to bring different um, small uh, woman-owned, minority-owned, service-disabled, veteran-owned companies to work as our subcontractors to help spur economic growth in Kansas City. Uh, and we're very grateful to have that kind of support here. Uh, in addition to that, the Small Business Administration has been great. They have been a part of our growth and a supporter since Freedom was just a little tiny idea. Um, the University of Missouri, Kansas City Small Business and Technology Development Center, uh, UMKC SBTS. Okay, you're going to have to help me out with that one. <laughs> Small Business Development and Technology Center. <laughs> it, is, yes. it is kind of a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is. But um, the Kaufman Foundation has been amazing as well. Um, the Missouri Procurement and Technical Assistance Center, Missouri PTAC, uh, all those organizations have been um, so generous with their time and with their coaching and other business owners as well. It's amazing um, how much small business owners are willing to contribute of their time and knowledge and experience. And that's something that I'm hoping to give back to new businesses as they grow to be able to share our experience and make sure that everyone is rising uh, with the tide. Absolutely. And you're so right about the many wonderful resources that we have here in Kansas City. And uh, sometimes I run across business owners who don't know about any of these and, uh, you know, they're working in isolation. And so I'm always glad to be able to turn them on to the organizations, make those introductions, and then to run across people like you who have been able to take full advantage of them. So because it, it, it takes time, but it is an investment in your company and your testament that it is worth that time. Tell us about your – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention one more resource that is mm -hmm. not local but that has been key in our growth last year, which is the Stanford Latino Entrepreneurship Initiative. Mm -hmm. um, and it happens, of course, in Palo Alto at Stanford, but it is a program um, that allows Latino and Latina small business owners to scale up without screwing up. That's that's the tagline uh -huh. of the mm -hmm. program. And a local business owner here, Catalina Campus with Greenovate, went through the program and she suggested I apply as well. And it's been in terms of creating a um, plan to scale up in culture and identity, that program has been key for us as well. Yeah, I, li I like that uh, phrase, that tagline, scale up without screwing up, because so often business owners think, ah, I have gotten over the biggest hurdle. I've gotten past my first two to three years in business, which is when so many businesses fail, and I've gotten past that, and from here on out, it might not be easy, but it's not going to be easy. I've seen so many business owners actually come apart at the seams because they grew so fast. Uh, mm -hmm. that they couldn't control and manage that growth. And so very wise of you to – you mentioned organic growth earlier. Uh, and so um, you know, that, that managed, controlled growth is what you really want to try to achieve. Talk to us about 
your ideal client? You mentioned J.E. Dunn earlier that you work with them but and, and that they helped you build your showroom or work on your showroom. Who who else, Who not not naming them specifically necessarily, but what would be your ideal client with for commercial space? Is it a larger client? Is it um, Do you work with small businesses? Uh, what is it? So yes to all of the above. Uh, we actually we focus on three different marketplaces. So corporate, government, and education. We do a lot of education projects. And our ideal client is not as much as the size we have helped customers with orders from just one share all the way to an entire building being outfitted with furnishings. But our ideal client is one that is looking for a partnership and that wants to collaborate with us instead of just stepping away from the process and uh, not being involved. So we very much enjoy uh, fostering and developing a relationship and really getting to know our customers so we can understand what they may need. And uh, our process is to show them our interpretation of what we heard, but then get their feedback and work in collaboration to uh, tighten it up and make it exactly what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you work in three areas, one of which is education. You are establishing a program to help students, to help children uh, in education. Talk to us about that. We are. So we're in the process of establishing Freedom Foundation. For the last four or five years, we have worked a lot with inner city schools and with the Kansas City Public School Districts in Kansas City, Missouri, and we've been able to see the difference that a learning environment can make in a kid's life. So one of the things that we've all done, and we have 100% commitment from our team, is to be a part of Lead to Read, which is a literacy program here in Kansas City. So all of our team members read to first graders, or not to, Mm -hmm. but with first graders uh, once a week during our lunchtime. And we we really develop the urge. So we really want to give back, and we want to help those kids see that um, they can do anything that they want to do if they believe in themselves and if they can get the right resources and the right support. So if I've been able to come to this country from Brazil and and grow this company out of nothing, I want them to see that they can do anything that they can achieve. So our showroom, um, 4,000 square feet is specific for corporate, but we have about um, 2,000 square feet that is an education center. So it's almost like a a classroom of the future lab. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. where we bring the latest in furnishings for K-12 through in higher education. And having uh, educators here and having kids here and having designers and architects here, we're seeing that this is a really exciting opportunity for kids to uh, – their uh, faces light up when they come in here and they see what their learning environment could be. And we decided to – figure out a way to give back to our own community. So the goal of Freedom Foundation is to do what we're already doing, but to do it for schools that actually need the help and um, that do not have the resources to get these uh, modern collaborative learning environments. So we're working Mm -hmm. with Kansas City Public Schools right now to identify one school, and we're going to start with a small area, 
but we're going to donate our services and we're going to work with manufacturers to get products donated or sold at a, a, a deeper discount. And we're going to fundraise to be able to start making a difference in kids' lives. So we're going to do one small environment to start with. And the dream, the goal, and the aspiration is to keep growing this program so maybe one day we can do an entire school uh, and help kids in areas that need to be developed uh, learn what they can be and believe in themselves and find the right support so they can grow up to be whatever they want to be. What a great vision uh, that you have for that, and, and what a great investment. You know, it's always wonderful when we can invest in our children, which is our future. So you have a fascination, I guess you could say, or goals maybe is a better word, goals that surround the number 25. I thought that was really fun uh, <laughs> to find that out. Tell us about that. And it worked with um being a part of the 25 under 25 class. It did, it did. So as a company, our um, goal is um, we call it 25, 25, 25, which means by the year 2025, we want to have 25 employees and we want to have $25 million in yearly revenue. And that's what we're working towards. So you break up those goals, right, into smaller goals, but mm -hmm. everyone in the company knows everyone is aware and everyone is working together to achieve it. So even though we're still a ways away from 2025, you need to have the vision and need to know where you're going. And it, it's never a straight shot. You, you never go from A to B. There are loops and, and turns, but if we know where we're going, it definitely helps us keep moving in that direction regardless of any setbacks that we may have. Definitely. And the fact that you not just come up with these and say, oh, that that's fun, that's 25, you're 25, 25 employees, $25 million, and, and then you put it away and you kind of forget about it, but it sounds like you talk about it all the time and that it you basically it's become embodied in you and all of your employees. We we do, and every little victory is celebrated, and everyone knows it. And those numbers are not random, by the way. It's not that 25, 25, 25 sounded good. There was a lot of planning and strategizing and crunching numbers and, and figuring out how we can stagger that growth and to make sure that it is a realistic uh, goal. But mm -hmm. we're still pushing ourselves a, a little bit. So I... Um, Originally, that goal was going to be a little bit less, but one of the things that I learned at Stanford was that, you know, you need to dream your wildest dreams and you need to move towards that. Yes. So true. Carol, it's been wonderful talking with you, and I'm sure that there's others who may want to find out more about you or maybe come by your showroom. So what is the best place if you could, you know, is it your website that people could go to and find out more about you and get your contact information? Our website would be a great place to start. So it's freedom.net, and it's spelled F-R-E-3-D-O-M dot N-E-T. So it's like there's a little 3D hiding inside of freedom. Ah. Uh, and um, over there, there, there's all sorts of information about what we do, and our showroom is located at 4000 Washington Street. It is open to the public. It's not a retail place, but it is a working showroom. We use 
every square inch of the showroom mm-hmm. to work on, but it is open for people to come see and experience and get a feel for what we do. Excellent. Carol Espinoza, Freedom Interiors. You can find out more about her by going to freedom.net. And the second E in freedom is actually the numeral three. So freedom.net. Carol, again, it's been wonderful talking to you. Congratulations on your success. And I'm going to be watching you for 2025. Uh, I just just know you're going to make that goal. Thank you, Kelly. It's been a pleasure. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.